Welcome to Meet the Filmmaker at the Apple Store Soho in New York. Please welcome our guest moderator, IndieWire's Eric Cohn. Hey, everybody. How's it going? This is going to be a good conversation, I promise. I see a lot of movies in my line of work, and a lot of times when things fall into really familiar genres, it's easy to just kind of dismiss it as just another one of those things. And this one would have been easy to dismiss as just another romance if you heard what it was about. But when I saw it at the South by Southwest Film Festival last year where it won an award, uh, I was really astounded by just how particular it was and just in terms of the way it was made, the way the performances work in Congress with each other because there's only two of them. And uh, it, it's heartbreaking in, in a lot of ways that resonate for people who have been in this situation before. And that's all the more surprising because it comes from a first time director um, and he's got an amazing career ahead of him. So we're gonna talk a little bit about so the really unique way in which this film was made, uh, the way in which it came together, and um, you know what to expect from these people next. But before we do that, let's just take a look at the trailer. Cada mañana, tu ropa aquí, en cualquier esquina, me encuentro alguna mierda que me recuerda a ti. Todo como esto. Por ejemplo. Okay, please join me in welcoming the director, Carlos Marquez Marcet, the actress, Natalia Tena, and the director of photography, Dagmar Weaver Madsen. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It's great to have each person for a different phase of the production here because every element of, that, of the movie is fascinating from the way that you conceived it to the way that it's shot to the performances that are so central to the emotion. But maybe just to kind of frame all of that, uh, Carlos, to, to get things going. I mean, the idea of a long-distance relationship is not you know, the freshest concept <laughs> no. in the world. 
But there's a lot about this movie that does feel fresh. I mean, when I watched it for the first time, I was stunned to see the first take, which was, what, 24 minutes long, something like that. And then the rest of it is all these Skype conversations and texts. So there, there's something really new and modern about the way this story unfolds. So tell us a little bit about you know, how this idea came to you, given the fact that, you know, in theory, it's not the most original. Yeah, idea. no, it's like, if you think about it, you know, the oldest book of, you know, of, <clears throat> of uh, Western culture, you know, the Odyssey is a long-distance love book, you know, like, that's the beginning of everything. You know, Ulysses and Penelope waiting one for each other. And, uh, but it, to me, it was the difference. Normally, when you see uh, stories about long-distance love, they always talk, either in the moment where they're when we, you know, they get together, or the moments, you know, when they are apart, one and the other. You know, now you can make the moment when they are apart still together, you know, kind of talking apart but being at the same time, you know, in a virtual way, one with each other. You know, and a little bit the idea came, you know, because I moved from Los Angeles to Barcelona, from Barcelona to Los Angeles, and I spent a lot of hours in front of the computers and, and you know, and, and screens and, and webcams and talking with, you know, this virtual life almost that I was living, trying to hold on to my own life to Barcelona. And, and you know, it was very fascinating to me how we used the tool of cinemas, like the screens and, and, and the webcams to communicate each other, almost like a, um, you know, like we used to write letters, so now we're using this. So I had this idea, instead of doing like, you know, an epistolary novel, let's do like, you know, a webcam movie somehow. But it is not like just fan footage film, you know, like horror film that, is not, that can be good done, but also just to explain how we relate to each other. And for a cinematographer, I mean, when you heard of this concept, did you think, you know, it's, it, how do you visualize this? It's totally crazy, or did it did it make sense to you? I mean, <laughs> well, I think at first um, the script Carlos had was so beautifully written, and there were so many amazing details in the beginning that I was like, why do you want to do this? As one, we're not going to be able to get in on all these neat details where you're learning about each of their personality and all this. So first, I was not as excited, but then Carlos was explaining to me, he's like. The first act, we see them as a couple, and you really see them together in this two-shot that's not broken. And then the rest of the movie, they're fragmented, and they're separated from each other, and the shots are cut, and you're never going to see them again together in the same way that you do at the beginning of the film. So, like, because for Carlos and I, it was very important that the shot wasn't just, like, epic or we're showing off technically that we can do this, but it has to have a heart and the story and the performance and the characters, and it really is motivated by that. And, like, really quickly you realize you know, like, what it is that their connection is. You see it, you see them together, we're, we're with them together. You know? So Natalia, you've done these bigger projects, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter movies, things like that. This is obviously the other end of the spectrum. So what motivated you to be a part of something like this that's so different from um, those other projects? I've done, I've done lots of smaller things all my life. I mean, it, it didn't, I didn't just do Harry Potter immediately. I've done lots of theater and lots of independent stuff. So it was kind of almost like coming back home to doing something smaller with like a small group of people and it being like a family and I love that. And I love the fact this film is about, like he said, Ulysses and it's actually the woman that goes away and, and tries to find her career and I think that's very important. We can break those stereotypes. And how, because so much of the movie is just the two of you in conversation, how did you develop that chemistry? Uh, with the help of everyone and, but especially, you know, the rehearsal with Carlos and we did a lot of improvisation, which helped. And we, we kind of improvised how we met, when we first kissed, things like that. And then we did a lot of the scenes. And, and because we didn't know the script word for word yet, we, we improvised. And around that, that kind of filled in different character holes. 
So Carlos, how did you know you were getting what you wanted in that process? During the rehearsal process, you mean? It, it's always hard. Like the, I, I, I start from the other side. You know, it's like, I don't know what I want. I want to search what I want while I'm doing it. So it's not like I have a fixated, okay, write the script. I have some characters in mind. But then once, once I give it the script to the actors, it's like, oh, we have to discover together, you know, who these people are. So there's no, there's no wrong possible, you know? Like, if you have a very clear goal, you know, so I know what they want to get from the movie, but I don't know the path, you know? So it's basically, you kind of shape as you go, and there's no right or wrong answer. And that's the way that they can explore themselves and, you know, and let it go and just feel comfortable, the, you know, just to open yourself. I felt like if we're honest on, on the way we're working, on the emotions that we're trying to deal with, and the complexity and the specificity, you know, all this, all this uh, story backwards, it was mostly to be specific, you know, because you only have two people, you really need to rely on, on everything has a weight. And, but at the same time, like chemistry is something, you know, you get or you don't get. You know, we were lucky, you know, they, they, they had the chemistry. It's very difficult to create. So it's a little bit of, a lot of times it's intuition, you know. I, I'm, I'm very cerebral sometimes, but when I'm directing, I like it because one of the very few moments where it's like, you know, it all gets here in the stomach and you say yes or no without thinking too much. Well, at the same time, and there must have been certain emotions that you wanted to make sure were there. So what did you know going into it in terms of, did you know the ending, the beginning? Yeah, no, no. So I have the script. So the situations were clear. You know, I knew what was going to happen. Everything was in the script and everything. But uh, and we changed a lot the dialogue through the script. But what it changes was what, you know, we had the point of the iceberg. So we basically created all the other thing, you know. That scene, you know, I knew that it was going to end as it ends. You know, and you say I had very clear, but the, the specific complexity of it, you know, and how it was going to be in there and the block, you know, it's like, it doesn't matter, you know, you can say a, a sentence, they say, like, I love you, and you're actually saying, I hate you, or I can say, like, just go to, it, you know, do the laundry, and you say, I love you, but, you know, so it, to me, it was not so much important, you know, it was trying to find the complexity and arrive there in where it's just kind of adding things, you know, you start to add cubes and, you know, things are going somewhere, and, and on the way you discover the shape that it's going gonna, it's gonna to get. Right. The film is filled with all these little moments, and we have some clips, so why don't we rule the first one of those, just to Great. put this in context. <laughs> Pues con despertadores, como todo el mundo. Bueno. Buenas noches. Bueno, buenos días para ti. ¿Sí? So were these live Skype conversations? I mean, were, were you really just having the talking over the, over that platform? And yes, she was in one apartment in you know on one side of Barcelona that was Los Angeles, <laughs> and in the Gracia district of Barcelona, and the other one was in the old town of Barcelona. So yeah, we had it for real. She was in the bed, so I, I couldn't. I never saw her on bed at that moment 
was just saw her on the because I was with the camera, of course. And this is actually like this is down. This scene was Dalma's idea when I was writing the script. It's like, oh, I do this with you know my husband all the time, so we should put just you know that scene in and. And of course, then it comes more ideas, you know, like uh, about about it. But Dagmar, what are the challenges of shooting a Skype conversation? There's a lot. Um, <laughs> basically, because we always had two video chat windows open, recording both sides. So you have to have one set isn't lit for night, one set is lit for day, and um, the computer itself is the camera so people want to like move that to like talk to the person on the other side or like give notes or if I want to give notes to the gaffer who's at the other set we had to have like three different video chats open on different lines with iPhones and stuff so that you're not moving the camera because that prop computer is it becomes like complicated and they had to align so they could do notes and then other thing with video chat live video chatting is we discovered is like the darker you make it to try and be nighttime the video chat's just like bringing it brighter and brighter. Like, don't you want to see this stuff? And you're like, no, I want to make it dark because it's like this scene feels this way. Um, this it was. I think it was great though to have that it live because it really was wonderful for performance and it was like brought that realism to it. And sometimes we could do things like. Um, we had somebody like shaking the the internet connection to try and like make it get yeah, that, slower. That's funny because up. we're having like a lot of problems, but there's the one scene that is here. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and just like the day we had to do this with the more drops and everything was planned, it was perfect it was connection. Perfect. Yeah, the you know, only like, time it was perfect. We were like trying like... to make the cable to see all these <laughs> little pixels and no way connected to the 3G of the cell phone, no way. So I had to do it a little bit in post because that day was, was perfect. Like and of course, the day you really need to work it well, very dramatic scene, yeah. then it's cutting all the time. Yeah, like the big emotional like, ones, oh, and it was really. Frustrating. It was very frustrating. Like there was a lot of screaming. Like it was like I need no, to just go outside and scream. Ah! <laughs> okay, done. Let's keep, let's keep going. You know? But you didn't have all those people running around you most of the time, right? Because they yeah. Were in the, well, like, it was like half and half. Oh, when I was yeah. alone. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Of course, that's different. But then, of course, it flips back, and then it, everyone's on on my side. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of it cuts both ways. Yeah, it goes both ways. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you are doing this on on the other side, I mean, what is it like? acting in, in, in a role in which the other person's not there and the crew is invisible. Well, well they're, they're, he, he is there and I'm acting, I'm acting to him. But I, I actually really liked it because I didn't realise so much of what you do as an actor is trying to shut off everyone else in the room. You don't realise that there's that energy, but you, you do expend energy trying to forget that. that and, and really trying to immerse yourself. And because there was no one there, it was just much easier. I was like, wow! I didn't realize that's how much percentage of my energy goes towards pretending no one's there. But it, it, I actually really enjoyed it. And in fact, when everyone comes back, you're like, what? Why are there so many people around me? It's a bit daunting. And what a, oh, I was going to jump in and say, like, so Carlos said this is something like I would do with my husband. Is like when I'm off in different places shooting, we'll like set the computer up in bed and be like, we're in bed together. And then it like showed up in the script. But the script, the movie is also given back to me. Like we recently were video chatting with our friend's daughter in, in England. And she's maybe like a year, a year old. And she had these little Play-Doh things. And she was like, we were like, oh, we're really hungry. Can you give us one of those things? So she would like, we were like, oh, put a strawberry on top. So she puts a strawberry on this Play-Doh and lifts it to us. And out of frame, because we were having <laughs> breakfast, we like pulled it up just like the movie. And she like, it was magic. <laughs> it was amazing. I haven't told you that yet, Carlos. Oh, but it was amazing. so cute. Yeah. Definitely going to try that with children. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> it's idea. really fun. 
did you do a traditional read through of any sort when you were getting getting a sense for how this would go, or did it just happen when you were on Skype? Yeah, we did a read through. Yeah, like the script was all written, so it's yeah, like yeah. the script. And actually, we did a lot of improvisation during rehearsal, but basically, I, I just record some of the improvs. And, and we put on lines, but it was very, very structured. It was, like, yeah, it was pretty we, much the same. Yeah, yeah like we change, there's like a couple of moments, you know, that some lines that are improvised, like for example, in the last scene, this, you know, like I won't explain much, but it's, it's, you know, I didn't allow him to get to the place, you know, and, and see it. So it's like, and then I leave him freedom, no? if, if, you know, because it was so much tension. Uh, so just just come and see how you feel and, uh, and you know and some moments will be like for f not that, that's for fun you know because I do a lot of takes sometimes 15 20 takes so it's like okay now do whatever you want fun and time uh, fun time so then then, then they improvise a little bit but the, the, this, it was a very very you know written script and we will we will change it but we will change it on set you know like as a, not as improvising but okay what do you think this oh that's not working so we'll collaborate or and then we we just until we had the scene we stopped we rewrote the scene then memorize it fast they, they have they're amazing memorizing i don't know like in the moment and then go yeah i thought that was so cool that you didn't let david come to her apartment ever until that and until like later but not you to know, spoil anything. Yeah, not to <laughs> say anything. But um, yeah, the, he, so he has to imagine how her life is. Like you set up these great places, but then there was so much safety to explore with the actors at times. Like, it's beautiful. something that's fascinating when you are talking a lot with somebody who's far away, and you know, and or you work with somebody. For a friend goes away, and you're writing together as a partner, for example. And then you see their apartment, but you oh, this time he's writing on that place, and then the other place. So you have like a fragmented image of what this apartment is, and it's very shocking the moment when you arrive in and you see the. Real space because it's like wow and I wanted somehow for him to have this experience but shoot it on camera too right so was had you done improv before and did this feel similar to other experiences you had um, yeah I mean I think you kind of do improv all the time when you're actors. every job you do there's always you're in you're compelled and, and allowed to do improv and it's expected of you I think as part of your job I'd yeah. say. I, I like a lot of improv, for example, I think it's very dangerous, you know, like sometimes <laughs> because you are just there as an actor and you try, it's double effort, sometimes it's not, it's not helping, it's like you have to still be a you know, screenwriter while you're acting and you try to look good and, and be smart. It's hard, it's really this, hard. And you try to be smart on set and then you lose the ability to be vulnerable, you know, for me it was important that the, the, it was kind of also giving them a text can be for some actors just liberating because they don't have to think on it and they can just go and flow with the situation and the motion. Uh, and, you know, and most of the directors we think they, they are improvising, they actually, you know, it's like a woman under the influence is all written from A, B, C, D, F. Uh, so, so it's just trying to improvise within, there's, there's a text, okay, there's something, some lines in there, but what you improvise kind yeah. of, you know, it's like the emotion that goes through it. And I feel like that's like when you had, because Carlos had a separate rehearsals before and they did the improvisation and then you guys rewrote based off of that and then we were shooting with the script. Yeah. So it's a, a way to have the improvisation and have the freedom, but then have the structure and like yeah. have the safety. And I thought that was beautiful. Because if everything's just pure improv, I think that's, that's so hard, anyone to do well. It's, to get specific. It's so scary and hard. Whereas this, when we, were, when we were rehearsing, he'd make us rehearse like the scene. And like I said, because we didn't know those words, we just, we filled it in a, a little bit, but it was still there. We knew roughly what the through line was and everything like that. That's fascinating. So bearing in mind all that, we do have another clip. So why don't we roll the next one? 
pensando mucho en nosotros estos días. Tú y yo somos muy distintos en... No sé, muchas cosas. Ya sabes que no creo en medias naranjas o estupideces esas que, que queremos cosas distintas. No en el fondo. Bueno, quizás en algunas cosas de fondo, pero no en lo importante, ¿no? Quiero decir que... que somos muy diferentes, pero nos complementamos. Que no sé por qué... me une un algo. Me une como un lazo invisible. Y este lazo lo llevo conmigo a todas partes. Y está conmigo... Y da sentido a todo lo que hago, a las cosas, a, a todo. Y sé que te he hecho daño y te pido perdón. Y sé que dije que no te iba a pedir perdón porque no me siento culpable, pero me da igual. If it makes you realize how much I need you, then I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I love you so much. You can really sample any scene from this movie and get a moment like that. I mean, it's just filled with that stuff. But how did you know, you know, you were you were getting it? I mean, when you're doing these takes where people are breaking down in tears, we can you know. we can tell a little bit the story about this moment. Natalia wanted to kill me with this scene. Yeah, I yeah. Don't, she I was don't, hating me for it. a little bit. I was. I just can't look at it. I don't think it's very good. So <laughs> you talk about no, it. No, so that's that's my problem. That's our. I think they, I think they moment. they liked it. They thought um, it was pretty good. So. <laughs> No, so basically, I, I actually wrote this so she would speak to him in English, and 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 it was like, so we recorded the first time in English, and and that's the poor Natalia was preparing and everything, and she gave like a performance that, you know, I like it as much as this one. She thinks that it was so much better. For I just feel bad, but it was it was it was amazing, you know. So we wrote it in English and everything. But then, um, you know, like, I mean, it was like a very hard day because we repeated many times, you know, it was like very, very tough. It was like completely devastated. Uh, and it was hard for everybody to shoot that scene. Uh, but then, you know, at this moment it's like, oh, I, I was shooting and then it's like, there's a pro, you know, watching it and I do a pre-cut, you know, at night with the editor, with the co-editor, we'll edit and everything. And then I had the thing that there was something wrong. and. And so something to me say, no, she has, even if it's difficult for her to express her emotions, you know, like she should try to make it still in Spanish, that is his language, because in the character she's... But we did, we, we improvised a version of that and yeah. it worked. It was a good one as well. Though. It was a very good one. But it was on that day. And, and, then in the day. and then, but then, you know, so I made her repeat it another day. And it's like, I'm not so good, but I like it personally. When I was editing, you know, even the other performance was really good. Here, there was like a, a feeling of taking a lot of effort that was missing for me in the other one, uh, of not really, you know, trying to get through an emotion that doesn't go through as easily. It's a character that has a hard time to express emotion. And, and this inside fight that was here, and, and the fact that it was in Spanish, you know, trying to get closer to him, even if, it, you know, making the effort because he's trying to get him back. So, so I actually reshot it another day. So I, I guess at the moment I wasn't sure of, the, the, even if the performance was amazing, there was something that for me, for the whole narrative of the movie was missing. But I didn't tell her and then she wasn't 
South by poor. So it's like this difficult, like, sometimes it's, it's very interesting, you know, like the communication between actor and director, because it's not easy. We love each other, but of course we fight after this moment. It's like, no, that one was better, you know, and then it's like, it, it's really hard because, you know, as, I feel as an actor, you open yourself, you give so much, and then it's like, sometimes, you know, somebody come and edit that footage, and then it's like, wow, there's something that's a... Uh, I think at the end we're all happy, but it's hard to watch. Or yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like you have some great outtakes for the DVD release. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you can Take remix the movie later. It's, so it's the same dialogue. It's actually in English too. The same monologue. It was so beautiful. That's fascinating. Well, I want to make sure we squeeze in the, the third clip we have. So why don't we roll that? going on so a lot of people may not know this but your background is being an editor and I think you edited this film as well or? yeah with so, I mean one of the things that's interesting is if you look at your credits some of the other movies you've cut are about a similar topic there was a movie called six years and then another one called it felt like love which are also about these kind of dysfunctional romantic situations um, and sometimes not so romantic but <laughs> what is it about this particular motif that's so interesting to you and also just to pivot off of that now that you've made, actually directed a movie about it, is this sort of the direction you want to keep going, or what other stories do you want to tell? Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess, like, with the editing, it's very random. I guess, like, you just get hired, you know? And, and I guess I'm, I'm I, I, mostly by friends. I really respect and like their work, you know? Like, so we share a lot of things, and then it's like, oh, do you want to come and edit? And I guess I'm, I'm attracted to the people who are attracted, you know? It's, but it's in a very unconscious level, you know? Like, but I don't know, there's, there's something... Um, about trying to figure out what, what, you know, finding love, you know, that's what at the end we all want from life, we want love, and, and why it's not easier, you know, it should be like, <laughs> if we all want it, why don't, why don't we just give it to each other easier, and, and that question, you know, I guess like haunts me all the time, uh, what happens, what's so strange and weird, and, and, and not normal that makes us hurt each other, and it's our nature somehow. And before we open it up to an audience Q&A, I want to give you two a chance to weigh in and sort of talk about, you know, having worked on a movie that's, that's so small and kind of experimental like this, but it's well received, you know, you're, you seem pretty much happy with it outside of that one scene. <laughs> <laughs> Does it inform the kind of things you want to do next? I want to work with everyone again, basically, <laughs> which is hopefully what's going to happen. So yes. that's, that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. You. We're working together, yeah, again. I think it's already happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, we're preparing something to shoot uh, next spring, so hopefully it's going to happen. Um, I feel like something I love about this movie 
and Carlos's movies in general and spirit is like, even if something's really sad, there's still humor there. Or when things are really happy, there can still be something shitty there too. Like life is very complicated. And I think like when we're working on this film, it's like, it's like, he, he's embracing that. We're doing this like really sad scene and they just start laughing and like, uh, we didn't understand. And then it's in the cut and it's fantastic. And it's just this like beautiful moment because that does happen in life. And it's not, I feel like a lot of, like movies and things this day are like, oh, it's only going to be drama or it's only a comedy. And life isn't like that. It's complicated and it has these different things. And I, and we got to explore that in this. And I find that like now when I'm like reading other projects, I'm always like curious about the ones that do do that, where they're like not crossing genre, but they're just like letting it have those real moments of like even in the shit, there's something great, funny, or the other way around. And I think yeah, that I, I always feel like I, I don't like too much filmmakers without sense of humor. You know, like. You know, like even Berman has like a lot of sense of humor sometimes that you'll say no, but there's moments at least where, you know, some irony and or in the moments like, ah, ah, but, you know, finding the most absurd moments, even, you know, when you have somebody dying, there's people somebody, laugh at people funerals. Love yeah. at funerals and, yeah. and Why that's does that happen? how we are. So it's just, an, you know. Yeah. Great. So why don't we open it up to the audience, can Hi guys, how's it going? Um, this film looks great. It looks like a true passion project. Um, my question's for Natalia. So um, having your character not play a part in the last season of Game of Thrones, I assume opened up your schedule to where you could be doing stuff like this and probably got a lot of stuff in the can that you wouldn't have been able to do if you were spending half the time shooting the show. So my question is, will this next season offer you the same luxuries or maybe not as much free time coming up? Do you up? really think I'm gonna tell you? <laughs> I thought I framed do, it do in a creative enough way. No! Maybe. <laughs> I can't tell you anything, I'm sorry. But you wouldn't really want to know. It's good to keep things... Mysterious. Mysterious. You just look at her IMDb page. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Natalia. I love Harry Potter. I'm going to watch Game of Thrones at some point because I love Lord of the Rings <laughs> and The Hobbit. And, uh, yes. This is a two-part question. Have you ever gone from fantasy to like doing superhero? I mean, I love superhero and fantasy. Like, you ever felt like doing like fantasy, love superhero, to. or like Jurassic Park or something like that? And then the other question is, what yes. was Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson, Rupert Grant like from your point of view? Okay, um, the first question. I would love to do that. I love comic books. Um, I don't know if you if you're a big comic book fan, but I love I love everything. Batman. I love Preacher. I love Transmetropolitan. Um, I love Hellboy. I love. Uh, I don't know Marvel as much because I've only I've only just recently got in there. I love the Dark Tower, Stephen King stuff. I'm a big comic book fan, so I would love nothing more than like to be. Well, I've got to get invited to do it. I mean, <laughs> if it was just as simple as me just like knocking on a door and go, "Can I have it?" I, I wish. Hopefully, I'll, I'll audition and it'll be good. And what were those three like? They were lovely. Those um, Dan Rupert and Emma. They were all lovely. I didn't get that much time with them because I wasn't at the school. So, so I didn't, you know, I wasn't really always working with them. I worked more with the kind of older actors. But um, the, what I did know of them, they were lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Hey, guys, I just want to let you know that the movie looks amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, this question is specifically directed to Dagmar. Um, outside of filming the scenes when one room was light and the other room was dark, what was, like, the most difficult aspect of capturing the love story in two specific rooms? Well, I think our, I mean, our most challenging thing on the movie was definitely that opening shot because it's 23 minutes, there's no cuts in it. And not only is that like technically challenging just because of like orchestrating a shot like that, but we also wanted to make a space that felt safe for the actors to have that real intimacy and to have that love in that space, even though we've got like 
so many people to make that shot possible. There's like the cameras on the dolly. We had four sound guys, I think, because they start, it starts in a sex scene and someone's gonna be in a shower at some point so they can't wear labs. So there's like four different boom operators and it's a very small real apartment in Barcelona and they're like, um, the lights are all coming into the window so the sound people have to like crawl underneath the lights out to make any shadow and there's, but even though we have this whole army of people to make this shot, we have to still give the kind of energy and make the safe space that would let them have like a real intimate scene and Carlos led us in that and I feel like there were times where maybe the crew was like, hopefully an invisible like mm -hmm. thing, hu 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 like hugging the set or something, you know, like letting it us make that space for it. I think the other thing that was like uh, challenging was just like uh, making it feel like it really was Los Angeles, even though it was also in Barcelona. So we were really embracing trying to find that quality of light that looks like Los Angeles and like the, observing the horizontals. But I think something beautiful that film can do that like some of the other arts can't, like theater can't, is even though it can have this life and this realism, you can't have like close proximity intimacy the way a camera can with a person. And like this is true for documentary or fiction or anything, when you have the lens close with someone, like you, you feel that, you feel like you're with this person. And it's as though we've spent all this time together and everything that we are all doing together and you're bringing the camera close and it lets the audience come close and be in that point of view and I think Carlos came up with some very structured rules for when we're with the red camera or when we're with the with the video chat and this last scene we saw is the first time where it or one of the first times where it intercuts um, and you have it, the two spaces both with the higher quality camera and I think it was very important that we separated that so you really get into the point of view of whoever whoever you're with, you know, you're really feeling like you can only see what they can see through the computer. Like if it was like Doris Day and you could just like have a split screen and be cutting between the two of them, you wouldn't feel that angst of like wanting to know like where are they and that distance, like when she starts disappearing in the film, like where, where is she going and I feel her absence and all of that, you know. I think that was like really good. Uh, this is for Carlos. Um, what would you say is like the most difficult part about filmmaking and do you have any suggestions for an aspiring filmmaker? Wow, uh, okay, the first one is maybe easier, but it's not easier. So what's the most difficult part? Um, I guess the waiting, to me, not doing your job. Mm. You know, the amount of time you're just like trying to get to do it and, and trying to, for me, the most difficult is trying to enjoy the journey. You know, it's like, and that's the basics because normally it just takes, some people are genius and they go there and they do it. Some of them are dead when they are 27, so it's better not to be a genius somehow and work hard. There's a, there's a lot of filmmakers, I think they are not genius and they are the best filmmakers of history. And I don't think, you know, obviously, you know, like Orson Welles was a genius, but maybe Rossellini wasn't, you know, and, and he was just a guy who worked very hard and very smart, you know, and I think both things can be fine. And, and so I just try to enjoy it. For me, that's the most difficult part. Making the job for me is joy. I just enjoy it. and. and so it's pain, but you know, kind of this with pain and you know, and joy get together, that thing, uh, like sex. Uh, and then uh, the other, you know, it's very hard to give advice because I don't know, it's like each one has its own path, you know, and, and I had so many people at, at school even like saying, you know, you know, you have to get this, you have to do that, you have, you know, like, like uh, that's the way you do it. You have to get into the business. You have to have contacts, and then 
And then it's like, I don't know, you get so, so confused. And, you know, to me, it's like, I, there's no path made, you know. You just have to, to me, it was like trying to enjoy the thing on the way and, and, and just very, you know, very honest with the things you do and forget about all the, you know, getting contacts. And it's good, you need your crew, you need friends. That's the only thing. You know, that's the only thing I said, you need friends. Uh, but you don't need contacts, you don't need networking. You need good friends who are going to have, because it's very hard to make a movie alone. You know, so, I don't know, it's hard, uh, but enjoy. <laughs> Hello, how you doing? I just wanted to know, um, how long did it take this movie to, to, how long did it take to shoot the movie, and how much time was spent in post-production? So, we shot 20 days. Uh, a little bit divided because, you know, we had some scheduled conflict, but in the span of a month and a half. Uh, and then we edited for two months and a half. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was actually not that, you know, it was pretty fast. So we edited for a month, then I stopped, uh, and then, you know, I, for uh, two weeks. Or, so it's nice that you can really, like, take your time off. And Because I started co-editing with the editor, but then at some moment she had to leave for something else. So I finished the movie alone for the last month, something like that. But it's really nice to have... Sorry, I can speak more. Uh, it's really nice to have an, a co-editor. Even if you have, I feel like, a director-editor, there's a moment where, you know, you need some separation of the material, that's true. But I think you can make it. You know, if, you're a if you work as an editor, you know how to separate, you know how to see. Actually, the problem is that you cut too much sometimes. That's my favorite story of uh, the director's cut of, I think it's Fargo. It's shorter than the version that it was released. <laughs> it's the only case, because they are editors too. You know, uh, so sometimes you need somebody to say, hey, don't cut this, don't cut this, that's important for you. But the good thing is like, if you start working with somebody is, uh, that is editor, then even if they leave after, they can come in with fresh eyes, you know, and they know the material, because if not, when you show and get your friends feedback and everything, the problem is like, they don't know what you have, so they can suggest things and everything, but then it's like, eh, no, no. And you know, having this other person there, for me was essential, Juliana, this, she's, she's a wonderful editor that uh, I couldn't have done it without her. So those practical questions always come up. The only one you didn't answer was what was your budget? Uh, uh, so it, it's tricky too because uh, like um, we had a budget to shoot, but then the, you know after we shot, we got some more money. So I think the official budget is like 300, but it's actually more like 200. Um, not that much though, by no, any No, no, it's not that much, but you know, I'm amazed, you know, you're talking about six years, it's even made with, you know, like, it's like crazy, like American independent filmmakers, I think it's even easier, you know, they make even more movies for less money, it's like, how do people do it? For us, it was also, you know, because we we're kind of union, not really union, but we were like having, you know, doing the, we shot in Spain, so you have to do social security, and it's very expensive, so a lot of the money went into kind of insurance and and also promotion because it's very hard in Spain to get like independent film you have to save some of money in order to put it on publicity afterwards so uh, it's really hard to, to but it's between 200 and 300 more or less hello oh um i just was wondering about um obviously english is your first language from natalia um how is it doing this film speaking a lot in spanish obviously you had it looks like you had a, at least a little bit speaking in english but majority it looks like it was in spanish um well i'm i'm spanish oh you are i'm yeah. sorry i didn't actually no, no, know no, that no, it's fine. no but um, so it, then how was it actually being able to speak in that as opposed to a lot of your other roles have been in english then um it, it was really hard because even though my family's all spanish um I went to school in England, mm -hmm. so I've only ever used my, um, 
English as a way of memorizing stuff and scripts and stuff. So I've never really used that part of my brain for Spanish. And it was really hard, really hard um, to memorize, even script, let alone interpret it. But David, every night, would sit with me and we'd play this game called Shithead. And basically once we could play it and do the lines and like it was seamless, that meant that it was ready. But every day was a big day. That's the thing, like some days you have a big day and then you might have a bit of an easier day the next day so you can prepare for the day after. But this was like relentless. Every like day, playing cards, Every drinking day. wine, wine, and just like doing it, and it was, and it was, it was only because of him really that, that I was able to do this. Really, thank you. Uh, hi, it's for Na Natalia. I don't know if you can speak about it yet, but the uh, series that you're doing, uh, the refugees. Yes. I don't know when we're going to see it here, but I don't it's know either. Really seems fascinating. Um, I, I hope it, it it does make it. I, I it hasn't even got to England yet, and it's BBC. So let's see. Let's see what happens, fingers crossed. I hope you guys get to see it. In the meantime, this movie that you're in opens this week. On oh, Friday, 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 Friday. Tell everyone, please. Uh, uh, yes, please, like. IFC here, go to see it and, and tell everybody, please. And tweet about and it. It's on video on demand if somebody watch it on the, on the podcast. Uh, uh, so if it, one of the other cities that is not happening, but it's Los Angeles, also in you know, Dallas. Right. <laughs> you see them minions. both. Skype your friends to let them you know. You can do both. Yeah. You can do both <laughs> minions in this movie. That's go to weird. minions and it's then go It's actually like a good one. pair, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very good pair, I think. And you start to mix them like, oh, <laughs> well, minions and Skype. Yeah. That would be great. On that wonderfully eccentric note, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for sticking Thank you around. for having us. Thank you, guys.